Hey there, avid listeners. Thanks again for tuning into Sin's Workshop. Hope you're having a wonderful day. So today we're going to be talking about Ghost Girl by Ali Milanenko. This is a juvenile reader's ghost story. But you know what? It was great. <laughs> um, I always say, read what you like. Don't care about what anyone else has to say. I'm 30 years old, or I will be. Yeah, I'm, I'm 30. Let's just say that. <laughs> I'm 30. And you know what? This was, this might be a book for kids, but that doesn't mean you have to be a kid to read it and appreciate it. Sure, that there, sure there are stories out there that are distinctively written for children, like hands down, an adult, a you know, teenager probably wouldn't appreciate it. But this story is beyond that because it does deal with a lot of heavy issues. Um, and the tension, the pacing, the atmosphere are all very captivating. So you have a diverse cast of characters. You've got Z, Elijah, and Nellie. So Z uh, has poliosis. She was born with poliosis. That means she was born with white hair. It is different in albinism because none of her other features are affected. It's just strictly her hair. So she lives with her older sister. Their dad is not around because he is trying to get a job to support them. Um, So he's not there. He's trying to do right by his kids by making sure he can get a job that pays him well. Abby, her older sister, you know, was unable to go to college because she's trying, she's working at the diner so that she can, you know, make ends meet and support her little sister. Now, Z, she suffers from survivor's guilt um, at 11 years old. And that's really intense because she, her mother died giving birth to her, so she never really got to know her mother. That's very, you know, it's really tragic, it's very realistic, it's very sad. And the emotional upheaval that goes along with it, that's not something I've seen in literature before. I, and and she's loved, don't get me wrong. Her family loves her, you know, her sister loves her, her father loves her her family does love her they don't make her feel guilty at all it's strictly her own feelings that she has about herself and that's a really mature way to tell the story because it's not something I've seen before it's not something I've read in literature before of oh an 11 year old having survivor's guilt I'm sure it's out there you know i'm sure there are kids out there who never got to meet their parents and they just have this overwhelming sense of sadness to it i i like that melanenko is exploring this theme with z's perspective because it does give z a certain amount of depth you know she wants to be like mary shelley she loves mary shelley because again mary shelley went through the same thing she did. She's the mother of, you know, science fiction, basically. 
And she aspires to be a storyteller like her, which means she is a good observer of the world around her. She likes to tell stories. And I do like the stories that she tells in this, in this novel. She has a very strong voice to her. She's very charismatic. She's very outgoing. And she also doesn't take anyone's crap either. And I love that about her, you know. I like how... She picks and chooses her battles when it comes to school bullies. It's like, you know what? You're not worth it. Uh, And then other times it's just like, okay, that's it. You cross the line by insulting my family. Like, insult me all you want, but not my family. And then that's what sets her off. So I do like the themes in the storytelling when it comes to Z's perspective and Z's narrative. Because I do, do believe it does give this story more depth overall because it is it does influence her growth throughout the entire narrative and that is something that I enjoyed and it does influence the storytelling because Scratch old Scratch he does come into this town on a dark and stormy night and he tells people yeah I'm gonna grant your your wishes and then he's like yeah but what at, at what cost you know, she's the only one who's really paying attention. Like, no, this isn't right. The world doesn't work this way. You don't just get everything you wanted without any consequences. She's like, things aren't just handed to you. So she's really suspicious. And it all connects to her observational skills, her skills for storytelling, the spooky things that are happening in her little ta- in her little town of Knob Ferry south of Sleepy Hollow. So I think it's really interesting to follow her journey and to follow her character growth throughout the entire narrative. You also have her best friend, Elijah. Now Elijah's mother is not doing really well right now. She's bedridden and, um, spoiler alert, you find out at the end of the book that she's suffering from bipolar disorder. It's really good to see that brought to life. And Elijah himself, you know, they are an African-American family. And Elijah is the smartest kid in his class. And I love that he's the smartest kid in his class. I think it's great. Sorry, my cat is scratching at the scratching post. I think it's great to see him be very comfortable with his intelligence. And you have his father. His father is not a bad person. His father just doesn't understand him because his father was a school jock. His father makes a point to say, you know, I was overweight too once, but you know, I started getting fit, started working out and look at me now. I think his father, his father just doesn't understand that he can be happy. Yes. Is his son maybe a little overweight? Um, more than he, more than the father would like him to maybe, but is his son unhealthy? No. His son is not unhealthy, and I think it's also important to point out that if you keep, you're not doing your kid any favors by putting down their appearance. In fact, you know, that could lead to a whole slew of eating disorders in the future. It's like, just accept your kid. You know, if your kid is happy and healthy, for me, that's the most important thing in the world. Um, as long as they don't cross that, 
you know, line of unhealthy eating and unhealthy habits, then you're okay. You're doing a good job as a, as a parent. Everyone's bodies are built differently. Um, I'm, my mom's like super skinny and I'm, I'm thin, sure, but I'm not as skinny as her. She can eat whatever the hell she wants. I mean, this woman can live off donuts and again, she's only like a hundred pounds. And then there's me and she does, trust me, she'll buy a whole box of donuts and eat them all herself. And she just snacks and eats throughout the day. Her metabolism and her body is different than mine. You know, I'm not as skinny as her. I've stopped trying to be as skinny as her. Perfectly comfortable with the way I look. Took some time, but I got there. Um, I'm a size four. I'm okay with that. But I think it's really important to note that, you know, our bodies are built differently. And our interests are different. You really shouldn't, you know, impose what you think is healthy on your kids. Because, you know, it does create this bridge. And you see it in the story, the bridge, this whole wall between Elijah and his father. Elijah doesn't know how to make his father understand that he's happy, that he's healthy, that he values his intelligence over everything else and he just wants his dad to accept him and his father just doesn't get that. How can you be happy when you weigh, when you are a little on the heavier side? You know, his father just doesn't understand because his own experiences left him unhappy, but his son is happy. So Elijah's whole journey is really coming to terms to accept that he really does need to stand up to his father. He really does have to, you know, speak to his father instead of keeping everything bottled up. And then you have Nellie. Now, Nellie starts off as a school bully. Um, but she does have a really good redemption arc. And I think it's really good to see her redemption arc come alive because you're learning more about Nellie. Yes, she's the blonde popular girl, but she is so unhappy. Her family puts her down. Nothing's ever good enough for her family. Pretty much she feels unloved and ignored by her entire family to the point where she says in the story, her dog is the only one who loves her. Her dog is the only one who cares about her. I mean, that's sad. So you understand as she's talking and opening up to Z, it's just like, I'm just, she's just jealous. She was basically just jealous because it's like you have a supportive family. You have a family that loves you and you have people who listen to you when you talk and tell your stories. I don't have any of that. I have no support system at all at home. And to see this 11 year old girl have to deal with all of that, it really makes you think, you know, it does make you think about bullying. You know, bullying is never okay, but when it comes to bullying, I think, we as a society have to do a little bit more investigation to figure out, okay, why is this person bullying? Are they just, you know, kind of a rotten person? Or, because bullying more often than not, it is learned behavior. It is, you're acting out because something at home is leaving you really unhappy. So you need to take out your unhappiness on others. So I do think that Malinenko, she did such a wonderful job developing these characters, developing these realistic situations, developing the story to go along here. I mean, it's so absolutely breathtaking to see the story come alive, to see these characters grow in this situation, to see them 
really form a nice tight bond with one another in order to captivate the readers. And they're also very relatable characters as well. Like I said, their voices are very strong. Their personalities come alive. It is a good story. And I have to highly recommend this book um, by Ali Melanenko. It's honestly quite breathtaking. I really did love it. I really did appreciate the narrative. I do think it is definitely one worth reading and one worth sharing with your kids, especially on this dark and spooky night. You know, it really does have that really strong atmosphere to drive the reader to engage, to become engaged in the story. So once again, this was Ghost Girl. I have to give it four and a half out of five stars. Strongly recommend. Please remember to purchase the book from your local bookseller or online book retailer what if you are choosing to buy the book? All I ask is that you support your bookstores um, instead of Amazon when it comes to book. You, there are a bunch of different book apps out there. There's the Libby for your library card if you, want, if you don't want to purchase it and you just want to check it out from the library. Do the Library Overdrive app. There's Scribd, which is $8.99 a month. You have access to thousands of titles, ebooks, and audiobooks. You can also purchase from online book retailers like barnesandnoble.com, booksamillion.com, bookshop.org, which does donate a percentage of proceeds to a local bookstore in your neighborhood. There's also IndieBound Books, Better World Books, Book Depository, and Book Outlaw, bookoutlet.com, which takes which sells books at a discount price because these are books that, you know, didn't sell at the bookstore, so now they're in a warehouse being sold, you know, at a bargain price. So there you go. And on that note, I hope you all will continue to support me here on Sin's Workshop by liking this podcast and sharing it with all your book-loving friends. You can also become a supporter on Anchor FM, my recording platform, for 99 cents a month. Have a great rest of your day, and as always, happy reading.